Well, welcome in everyone to AL Recruiting Power 5 podcast. We have a special guest, Nathan East. He's a Sanford alumni now, and he's a current Los Angeles Chargers. Nathan, we're glad to have you, and how does that sound? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And it, it sounds exciting. Hadn't even hit me yet, really, but sounds pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll get into your contract and being an undrafted free agent in a little bit, but kind of the first question we will really want to dive into a little bit is your recruiting your senior year. And, and kind of one of those things is that I connected with you in, you know, your senior year, um, you were at McAdory high school and I really, you kind of blossomed your senior year. I remember watching your film and at the end of your senior year, you were fast, you were playing safety, you were a headhunter, and I just kind of started corresponding with a few coaches I knew. And so tell us a little bit about what what you were hearing going into your senior year and what that re- year was like for you. Yeah, I had gone to, you know, all the camps, um, all the prospect camps, seven-on-seven stuff, you know, summer before junior year, summer before senior year. Um, and we had a good team, so we had a lot of a lot of athletes that were mm-hmm. getting offers and getting looks. Um, and, you know, maybe I was getting overlooked a little bit, um, or maybe just hadn't really developed into what college coaches might've thought a, you know, division one football player could be. Um, but I do think my, my senior year, I was able, you know, put on some weight, like you said, get faster, get bigger in the weight room, um, just learn football a little more. Um, so I was hearing from teams, but it was really just, Hey, we'd love to have you. Um, you know, hopefully you can get some academic money. You can come be a, a walk home for us. Um, and of course I was reaching out when I could, I remember, you know, just doing anything I could. I reached out to y'all kind of, um, just to get my name out there, see what y'all, uh, what you guys could do for me. Um, but it really wasn't until after the season, um, I heard from Sanford, I want to say it was late December, maybe January. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on an official visit, like third or fourth week of January and it was maybe less than a week before signing day I think signing day was February 2nd um, so they pulled the trigger and finally offered me there at the very end so it was a mm-hmm. uh, you know testing my patience a good bit I thought I was going to Jacksonville State as a preferred walk-on but you know God had other plans and it worked out there towards the end well and and a little bit of behind the scenes that now that you're an alumni you're not on the team and but Sanford was mm-hmm. good to you but I, I say this to say I'd sent one of the coaches at Sanford a message about you. And he said, yeah, we know about Nathan and we love him. And so one of the things I want to kind of point out through this is that it's not a team's responsibility to promote you as a player or a recruiter as an individual. Yeah. And you see a lot of guys, um, especially those three, four, five-star guys, once they get an offer from this school, all these schools in that conference, you know, start offering, especially when you start talking about these power five schools, you get an offer from Kentucky Vanderbilt. As soon as you get that Auburn offer, you know, Bama, Georgia, all these schools are going to start offering. And of course that translates to the FCS level, smaller schools, non-power five schools too. Um, The more offers you get, the more attention you're going to get from all these Mm -hmm. other schools, how you mentioned. Yeah. And so I think kind of what was happening was Sanford liked you, and they knew nobody really knew about you. Nobody else had offered. And so they were just kind of playing it close to the vest because they wanted to get you as a player that they could use and develop and 
as what happened, turn into a really, really good player for them. Yes, sir. Worked out for both of us. Yeah, it did. It did. And so just kind of put a bow on that. You know, if you're a guy going into your senior year this year, put in the work, put the work in the weight room, put the work in at practice, put the work in the classroom, and then put it all on film and let the Lord sort it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would I would emphasize just um, I think I kind of fell into the trap of trying to look ahead, just so worried about I want to play college ball, want to play college ball. Um, not really overlooking your senior year, but I think that's the most fun you're ever going to have playing football. The guys you grew mm-hmm. up with, the guys you've been with your whole life, and especially your senior year, you know, of high school football um, under the Friday night lights, really just taking that in and enjoying that. And like you said, letting the Lord handle what he has planned. So, Absolutely, man. <laughs> you know, so you you went in, I think, and, and we'll talk about it question three, but question two is just kind of like, what do guys need to know about um, playing college football? Is it what, like, it, I know a lot of these guys have aspirations to play ball, but what's the day like? What's the workload like to be a college football player? Yeah, it, you know, it's early morning workouts. And then hustling, going, getting in the shower, um, going to eat breakfast, and then making it to class on time. Um, of course, staying on top of your studies. So everybody sees the you know highlights on Saturday, but um, really year long, you're pretty much training every day. But on top of that, you're having to you know you're pursuing a degree, a bachelor's degree. So um, it's no easy task, of course. But um, similar to how I mentioned high school football, it's it's fun. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's it's a grind sometimes. People use that grind term a lot. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, but you're really you're working with these guys that everybody's chasing the same goal. So it makes it fun and putting in the work year long when you finally do get to Saturday, um, it's all worth it. Yeah. So your career is pretty interesting because in the in your career at, at Sanford, you dealt with COVID. You've you, the portal really has become the a huge surge in that Mm -hmm. and you're dealing with nil stuff all of that and just in the time since you started that stuff didn't exist on your signing day and now you got all this stuff going on so like how did you kind of manage all that and what was that like for you yeah i think college football looking at it now versus you know six years ago when i was coming out of high school is totally different on every aspect um in my in my you know time at Sanford, COVID really was a blessing in disguise for me. Um, I got I got registered my freshman year, so I knew I had a fifth year at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when COVID happened, they pretty much gave everybody an extra year of eligibility. So six years of college football, just looking back now, allowed me to develop into the player I am, especially these last two or three seasons, um, kind of becoming a leader on the team, um, starting grad school. Um, just opportunities I wouldn't have had if I only had four years opposed to five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know, especially with the the portal now, it has just changed the landscape of college football. We had this past season, my, my senior year, we were 11 and two undefeated in the conference. First time we won the conference since I've been there. Mm-hmm. And for the first time it was, you know, we went into summer with guys that I was meeting for the first time. So we were, we didn't have a off season together or three years to, you know, grow that bond. Um, so that aspect of it was, was interesting. Of course we grew 
you know, closer together through practice and through hanging out outside of the field. But we probably had eight of our starters were guys that didn't originally sign with Sanford on defense, mm. at least. So it's just – and you look you look everywhere. There's guys entering the portal, you know, going to these new teams, um, which I know makes it a different landscape for high schoolers coming out just because when you want to fill that, fill that one spot, you might go with an older guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully – here soon, once the extra year of eligibility from COVID kind of dwindles out, um, as guys kind of grow out of that, it might even out a little more. But it, it's definitely been a big change. Yeah, I, I think it – man, you hit on something that – I mean, I almost want to have a whole podcast about is that some of these guys – and, you know, when it's your senior year, it's your senior year. That's not – you can't do anything else about it. But some of these guys are just dealing with that – all these players – from that extra year and that's still probably what two more years away from that kind of filtering out so Mm -hmm. yeah that's a that that's not an easy it's just I don't know it's just going to be have to be two years until all those players process out then I think it will kind of level out after that yeah less roster spots and Mm -hmm. uh, just more guys on the team harder to get a Mm -hmm. scholarships available so it's been interesting, but like you said, hopefully here soon it'll kind of level itself back up. Yeah, and, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, you you come in from McAdory as a as a safety, and, and you, like I said, we were talking a little bit before the interview, we were just kind of debriefing a little bit, but uh, you played with high-profile players, and you were playing safety, and, and really um, – as I said, the film, the thing that stood out to me, I can re- I can remember watching your film, and I can remember I had not seen you until your senior year. It really didn't stand out, but I thought, man, this guy will hit people, and he and he's and he's fast for a safety, and and so when did you know? How were you successful at Sanford? When did they make the move to go from safety to linebacker, or was that part of the plan in the beginning? Just tell us a little bit about how you kind of came in not highly recruited, and then you became one of the leaders of the defense on a team that wins a conference. Yeah, I remember when I would go to those Sanford camps, I would always register as a safety. So I was doing all the the safety stuff in front of the DB coaches um, before I got there. And then when they offered me, you know, just kind of talking to the coaches, the plan was to bring me in and kind of put some weight on me, put me in the box a little bit, um, and primarily had me as kind of that Sam outside linebacker. Um, so I knew going in what my expected role was. I needed to beef up a little bit while, you know, trying to keep that speed. Um, I really think getting redshirted that first year was, of course, when you find out you're redshirted, it's like, man, you know, mm-hmm. thought I was ready to play. thought I was going to, you know, finally get to be out there on a Saturday. Um, but like I said, looking back, it was it was perfect. It gave me a year to just develop into, you know, going from a DB to a, a linebacker. And, of course, putting on muscle, putting on weight, getting used to, you know, being that close to the lineman, having kind of less time to shoot that gap or get off a block. Um, So just kind of obviously the coaches, they know what they're doing. um, Mm -hmm. Redshirt players. But having that year really helped me going into that next that next spring, that next fall camp. And even as a side note, you started at Sanford before the redshirt. Now they let you play like four in four games and you still redshirt, but that wasn't even a rule then nope. either, was it? Nope. If you played one play, you lost, yeah. that, you lost that year. So I was a, a practice dummy scout team killer, you know, 
Um, but I didn't see the field one time on a Saturday. Yeah, that's so I'm I'm man, so much changed. It's unbelievable. Yep. Like it's I crazy. I hadn't even thought of all the rule changes when you were saying that. I was like, I think he was there before the four yeah. four games. I forgot about rule. that till you mentioned it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like that's just to me, it, it's incredible and and so encouraging, you know. And I, and just to talk about Sanford for one minute, you know, Coach Hatcher's been there the whole time you were there, mm -hmm. and I know for the most part, pretty much all the assistant coaches have changed out maybe one or two you may know the one or two um yeah especially on the, on the defensive side of the ball we've had you know a lot of coaching change yeah i mean because y'all are y'all are having so much success mm -hmm. and even coach hatcher's success on offense and his scheme that he runs there's been a lot of a lot of sanford's coaches that went to power five schools to coach and 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 um you know they kind of get picked off because y'all are doing so well mm -hmm. um but i but just talk a, a second. We're still kind of talking about Sanford. Talk a second about what it meant to have a head coach that was there the entire time. Yeah, it's – like I said, when you're there kind of in the moment freshman year, it's hard to kind of think about that year one, year two, year three. But looking back, six years of football, having the same head coach, the same pretty much schedule, you know, year round, mm. um, just the consistency and the – the trust you kind of build, that bond you kind of build with the head coach. Um, even Coach Hatcher being such a offensive-minded coach, um, he connects with the players, obviously, on both sides of the ball. So um, I just think that that desire to play for him and, you know, want to do right and do your best and make plays and win the game, obviously for yourself, for your teammates, but for the head coach that's, you know, pouring his his life pretty much into – the Sanford program. He's got his family, you know, in Homewood. They're at all the games. Like that's his that's his passion. And he loves Sanford. So it makes you wanna makes you want to play for him. So that's awesome. I mean, and I've I've gotten to talk to him a few times and meet him. He's he's an awesome dude. And my wife's a Sanford grad. So she, you know, nice. she, she's all about that too. Yeah, go sure. Bulldogs. Absolutely. Um so kind of moving forward and and here we are you know, you signed with the Los Angeles Chargers as undrafted free agent. And I, I say this as, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody else, but Nathan, here you are, you have a shot to make an NFL team. And there's a lot of guys in your signing class that, that never got that shot, that had a lot of stars by their names, but did not get this opportunity. So just kind of tell us like, you know, think about like how excited are you about this opportunity to get a chance to make an NFL team? Yeah, it's – I kind of mentioned it earlier when we were talking before. It hasn't really hit me yet, but, um, you know, growing up playing football, that's kind of everybody's dream. Um, little league to middle school to high school, everybody wants to play in the NFL. So um, just having the opportunity, I feel very blessed. But I just think it's, you know, a testament to God's faithfulness and just um, – you know, he laid it on my heart. I wanted to, you know, in high school, I wanted to play college football. I get to college, um, and Coach Hatcher always talks about doing right and do your best. That's the only two rules he has. So um, just kind of staying out of trouble, doing what I needed to do off the field, of course, doing what I need to do on the field, in the weight room, um, and trying not to look ahead, trying to get better every day. Um, and then God bless me with health. You know, I never really had any – serious injuries knock on wood but um just developing over six years having that extra year with COVID 
Um, I just think um, my path has God's just blessed me with great opportunities and I've tried to take advantage of them as best I can. And, you know, hopefully I can continue to make some strides towards that dream of making an NFL roster. Well, man, I look, I, I wish you nothing but success. And, and look, I, I, I will be praying you stay healthy and and you find favor with coaches because I I do know this I I know the one thing I was telling some I was talking about you the other day with somebody, um and I said the thing about him is that you know I I I knew it when I saw your film in high school is that if you like to hit, believe it <laughs> or not, people in football there's still guys that don't like to hit that are yeah. really good college players too. Mm-hmm. And, and, but when you get to the NFL, like you've got to want to hit and, and, you know, for a lot of guys, you got to play special teams. I mean, that's, that's where a lot of guys make the team because they're willing to hit and tackle. And right. I, I, I think that, man, you got a really good opportunity and a lot more than a lot of other guys do. And so, man, your story is incredible. Um, and, and I just, um, you know, I'm happy for you, um, as, because I remember like, you know, you reached out and were like, Hey, I, I, I need some help. And I was like, this guy's film is good enough to play somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I appreciate you saying that. And it's, it's been a, it's been a long ride, but it's been, it's been crazy. You know, just how stuff's worked out. Um, it's been, I'm blessed, you know? Well, man, wish you nothing but the best. You got everybody at AO recruiting and our followers are going to be cheering, cheering you on, man. And uh, sure, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, thanks for being on. And I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you, guys. I look forward to, you know, getting on again. We'll talk some more. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening.